This episode is brought to you in part by our Patreon members. If you want to support the Geek Therapy Network and learn more about our exclusive perks, visit patreon.com slash geektherapy. Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. My name is Jose Cardona with Lauren Keller. Hello. Laura Taylor. Hey. And Alima too is traveling, so he couldn't be here today. Again, welcome to GT Radio. At Geek Therapy, we're a community of uh, people who think that, you know, through geek culture, we can do some good in the world. In a little, in a little while, we're going to do our Media matter segment. But first, on the Geek Therapy Network, this week alone, I believe there are new episodes of Starship Therapies, Superhero Therapy, Jedi Council, and even Rolling for Change, which hasn't had a new episode in a while. Um, it's had two recently, including one this week. That's exciting. Check Ooh. those out. Woo-hoo. Check them out. Also, the GT Book Club selection for this month on our Patreon is a book called How to Be Everything, which I've read five times in the last month and then realized, oh, I think probably a lot of people in the community would enjoy it. <laughs> now, when you say you read it, you didn't read it five times. You listened to it at like one and a half times speed, right? At 2.5. Oh, 2.5 <laughs> this time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't listen to anything at less than uh, 2x. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't I, Yeah, of course when I say I read it, I don't mean I read it. I don't I don't read. I listen to it. But there yeah. are a lot of people out there that do read. I know. So. I I read. I just uh, like I don't read. You know what I mean? <laughs> just me. It's it's a good book about uh people who want to either mix their interests with what they they do or want to do many different things. It uh it it helped me a lot. So I think I think it's going to make a lot of sense to to cover that in the book club. All right. So uh, we're going to kind of kick off Media Matters with a, a broader topic, which is Batwoman. Yeah. Uh, we, we, Lauren and I have talked about Batwoman so much <laughs> over the years. But uh, Lauren, are you familiar at all with the character of Batwoman? Um, I Okay, so not, <laughs> not through comics at all. Um, vaguely, I have picked up some you know, maybe correct, maybe incorrect knowledge from other people and from, uh, you know, movies and and stuff like that. Uh, I know that um, she's not Batgirl. She's Batwoman. They are two separate characters. (laughs) Yes. Um, From my understanding, Batwoman is Barbara Gordon? No. No? No. That was Batgirl? That's Batgirl. Batgirl. Dang it. Okay, well, I'm clear You're that they're two, I'm clear that they are two separate characters, but I cannot tell them apart. Uh, uh, curses. Continue. This is good. This is good. Yeah, yeah I want to hear what oh else you think you okay, know. Okay, uh, she's she's got red hair. Okay, that is correct. Yes. Um, she is canonically a lesbian. Yes. Yes. She has powerful kicks i'm sure that's true yeah (laughs) (laughs) and uh i don't know that that's it i've run out of it (laughs) fun fact she's also jewish and in bombshells she goes uh to germany and fights nazis which is awesome (laughs) dope whoa yeah uh yeah, no, Batgirl, Batgirl uh, has been in movies, including like... Um, Wait, Batgirl or Batwoman? Yes. Batgirl has been Batgirl. in movies. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Batwoman has never been in a film. Batgirl was featured in the, even the Lego movie uh, recently. Ah, and Batwoman yeah. has not. 
No, not, not at all. Batwoman has been, I correct me if I'm wrong, I think she's been in some of the, or at least in one of the animated films recently. I'm Maybe. not sure, but I that could I'm not be sure. true. I'm behind on them. Um, there's there's a Batman the Animated Series movie that's like Curse of the Batwoman or something like that. That is not the Batwoman we're talking about. <laughs> it's completely different. <laughs> it's confusing. Yeah. There's also another Batwoman from like the 50s that is Which also is not the Batwoman. Not, not the Batwoman yeah. we're talking about. The yeah. Batwoman we're talking about um, got rebooted uh, by... It was in 52. In 52 is when the character made Elegy was No, I think Elegy was before 52, and it was continued mm. in 52. Okay. Um, but J.H. Williams the third, I believe, he. I know he drew it. I think he, still, he also wrote that first Batwoman Elegy, and it was really important and poignant because that was back when Don't Ask, Don't Tell was a thing, and she was a cadet at West Point, and got kicked out of the army because she's gay and made the choice she couldn't live a lie um so that was super awesome i've always been concerned with how relevant that part of the character was going to be once don't ask don't tell was repealed and i wonder i wonder how they're going to handle that on the show there's going to be another way that she gets kicked out of the army or something i don't i don't know Wait, wait, wait. So, so, uh, the reason why we're excited and we're talking about about Batwoman is that the CW announced that a little while ago that they're going to include Batwoman in the big crossover event that they do with all the shows. But then they also said, yeah, it'll probably be like a backdoor pilot to a Batwoman TV show. Mm-hmm. She'll have her own series. And then this week we got the news of who was finally cast. And I texted uh, Josue as soon as I saw, because I'm very excited. So when I saw it, I, <laughs> I I saw the news and I immediately reached for my phone and I, to text you. <laughs> and as I was holding my phone, your text came in. Uh-huh. And I was going to text you to tell you the same thing, because I figured you would be as excited as I was uh, yep. uh, about this. Yeah, this yeah. is. Uh, so I, Ruby, I, Rose, I, Ruby Rose. Ruby Rose. Oh, I'm going to melt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my wife gave me a look when I told her. Mm, what kind of look? Like, shut your mouth. <laughs> like, stop thinking about Ruby Rose? Exactly. Yeah. I, I wouldn't shut up. I, I wouldn't shut up about it. So why are you so excited about Ruby Rose's casting? Because she looks... I mean, she doesn't look like me. Like, she's way hotter. But definitely... Having someone who is more androgynous, more masculine looking at times. Um, she's tattooed, short hair. She I, is Kate Kane. She, <laughs> she's Kate Kane. Yeah. I know. <laughs> and her hair is not quite the red, but it's okay. It's okay. She, she has it down. She's going to be amazing. Um, but that having that kind of person in a main role especially if this is a show and rather than just a, like a, a one shot on the other Arrowverse shows, um, this is important. Why? Why do you think it's important? Because I want someone like me on TV in a leading role. <laughs> so she was on Jimmy Fallon this week 
and she she said a few really good things I wrote down. Um, one was that, you know, growing up watching TV, I never saw someone I could identify with, let alone a superhero. So for her, it was a big deal. You know, she was like super emotional when she was on the show. Mm-hmm. talking about it. And then she mentioned that she lives by two mottos. She said the first one is a quote from Oscar Wilde, which is, be yourself because everyone else is taken. And she said that uh, the second one is, be the person you needed when you were younger. Right. And she says that she she kind of, she's always, those have been kind of goals for her, right, in, in her career. Like she she really nailed that second one. So she was, uh, you know, talking about how how important it was for her. She had a real good story about how her mom raised bats when she was little, and her mom has a bat tattoo mm-hmm. on her shoulder. And she mm-hmm. had cardboard bat wings that she would yeah. not take off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a pretty cool story. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know. It's pretty cool. I think she's like I've only seen her in John Wick, and I know she's been on. Um, on Orange is the New Black. Black. Oh, so good. <laughs> like I haven't I haven't gotten that far in the show. That, that, I, I that's where that I discovered three. her and 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 fell in infatuation with her. <laughs> <laughs> fell infatuation with her. Yeah. Um yeah, and in in like in John Wick she doesn't speak, but she's like such a badass and she has a, a presence. You know, she's mm-hmm. very much like a one-dimensional character in that in that movie. She isn't much of a character, but she's like she looks cool, you know, and, and the action scenes are really good. So to be, you know, to see her, like to have that kind of presence as Batwoman on the show and then be able to like act and be like the character she is in Orange is the New Black, you know, as, as herself. Like, I don't know. I think it's going to be, I, th- I think it's a really good choice. It's going to be a awesome good choice. blend. She, um, she can act. She's shown that on Orange is the New Black, like you said. And I, everything else I've seen her in, she is a badass and fights. And so it's going to be believable. And, oh, I can't yeah. wait. Yeah. I can't wait. You know, so I wasn't super familiar with her um, before now. Like, I've, I've done my research. Lauren, are you familiar with Ruby Rose at all? I, I watched her in Orange is the New Black. I, I watched all of that show. But um, other than that, not not really. I did I did see her in John Wick to also and i thought she's pretty yeah. cool i mean she's she's gorgeous um yeah. which is definitely you know the thing i noticed but <laughs> of course of <laughs> course <laughs> uh but yeah yeah i'm pretty i'm pretty excited to see how it goes uh she did this video on on her own i mean she she had a crew with her you know but it was like her initiative to to do a, a video um and she put it on youtube uh, her youtube channel only has this one video and then a behind the scenes for this video and i think it's called break free and she starts with like long blonde hair and this super skin tight dress and she's looking at herself in the mirror and she's like really made up and then she starts cutting her hair off and then she ends up with like short dark hair and then she starts taking her makeup off and then she fills this um like bucket with water and goes into the a bath and pours it over herself and then you notice that she had makeup on her arms it was covering up tattoos yeah it was covering up all the tattoos so then basically she keeps you know, transforming herself. Like she starts wiping off all the makeup and showing her tattoos. Then she takes the dress off. She takes her bra off. She like uh, tapes down her breasts and then puts down, put, puts on uh, a button up shirt, rolls up the, the the sleeves, puts a jacket on over it. And it's like this transformation. And she said she made that because she wanted to show how fluid gender can be. And apparently 
the people from Orange is the New Black saw that video and then that video led to her being on the show. So it's mm-hmm. like, I think, you know, she had already started her, her acting career, but she, she made this video and she, she doesn't say a word in it. There's no, there's really no sound. There's only music playing. And it's just, it just shows that transformation. It's, I think it's under 10 minutes long. I don't know. It's, it's pretty impressive. I think it's like four years old at this point. But it's um, like this is the type of person that she is. This is the, the type of message that she's trying to put out there. So I think it's a huge deal, you know, to have a queer actress playing a queer superhero character. It's going to be so interesting to see how this character is received. Because I think that in comics, like she is respected, you know, because mm-hmm. she is like Batman is the number one person in DC Comics. And she is one of the few heroes who's like, shut up. Like, let me let me do my thing. Leave me alone. <laughs> and unlike Even, Batgirl, who is trying to emulate Batman, Batwoman is trying to she she picks the bat like not necessarily to be like Batman, but as her own thing and creates her own emblem and her own. And it's so cool. Yeah. Part of her orange origin story is that she just, I've heard different versions of this. The one I read, I thought was that she saw him take down some people or I don't know if he like stopped someone from attacking her. Something in, like that. I think in, in elegy, he stops someone from attacking her. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's been, um, changed in the new 52, but that's those, that's the version I remember. And then she sees the bat and she's like inspired by that symbol to then do the same, you know, like to mm-hmm. protect the streets. And, and yeah, it's, it's very different from, from Batgirl's origin story, which is basically she wanted to piss off her dad. So she's yeah. dressed up as Batman. Yeah. And crashed the party. So <laughs> very different. Yeah. <laughs> but for her, this, this character is more, she wants to use her military training for good. Yeah. Um, because yeah. she can't use it in the military anymore. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it'll be interesting to see what they do with that, with don't ask, don't tell being, mm-hmm. Um, undone yeah uh, they've dealt with it in different ways in rebirth um mm. so how well because now i mean she got kicked out of of west point already but as far as trying to go back um there's been so much that's happened since then and and conflicts with her father who is in the military still um that she's decided fuck that <laughs> so uh, got it yeah so another thing that i think is really important to discuss is what are they going to do with the hair so lauren uh this is something <laughs> that's really interesting about the character i already, is that, I already have the answer Josue. okay well let me let me explain <laughs> let, let me explain, explain to, it first yeah, yeah so so lauren this uh batwoman one thing that she does is she has red hair but she has it very short mm-hmm. and then when she puts on the cowl the cowl actually has a wig built into it. So when she puts on the cowl, she has long red hair. Okay. So it's one of those things where it's like, oh, it's like it's Batwoman with the long red hair, but then you never guess it was Kate Kane because she has short red hair. So, exactly. so an actual like successful disguise between your your yeah. normal self and your super self. Although although in most of the comics they draw her as like sickly pale. Yeah. And yeah. she like I don't know how many people in Gotham, despite like it, it seeming to always be nighttime in Gotham. I don't know <laughs> how many people are that pale. <laughs> they never she's they really draw pale, people that pale. I think they portray her as more pale when she's wearing the Batwoman mask. She's pretty pale. 
You know, but you can see in some of the comics there is a different color, like a different inking. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So how do you think they're going to handle this? <laughs> they're going to glue a red wig to a mask. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah that's all yeah. they're gonna do no um i i think they'll let ruby rose keep her her awesome short hair and then do the something with the with and i think they will use the long red hair that's so iconic for batwoman do you think they'll dye ruby rose's hair red yeah maybe i i wouldn't be opposed to that because they don't have to right no because they don't because I think like part of the thing is that like the that emblem on her chest is red, it's like a it's like a br- you know like a dark yeah. red, and so is her hair. It's like yeah. it's it's all the accents are red, right, including her hair. So, I think I don't know. I'm really curious what it's going to look like. And now they they showed the Flash's costume, the new version, or mm-hmm. a, or a test photo of it, and it looks so much like the comics. It looks so much better than anything they've done so far. So I'm hoping that you know. They're, they're stepping up their game on the on the uniforms, on the costumes, and it'll it'll look pretty badass. I'm hoping. I hope so. Oh, man. I'm so I'm excited. So excited. <laughs> We're the same person, Josue. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I can't wait. So, uh, Lauren, do you have any questions about uh, Batwoman or, or why we're so excited? Um, any comments? Yeah, I have a question. Uh, does, does she have, like... Um, like a, a partner or like a, a love Robin? interest that um, that's revealed se- several <laughs> okay okay um renee montoya is one that's that's true that's true this is what i think is going to happen because maggie sawyer is the one and this is the big controversy in the comics as to why the writers left in new 52 she asked maggie sawyer to marry her and then they got engaged, but DC drew a line and said they could never get married. And the what? writers wanted to have her have them not get married. So the or the the writers wanted them to get married. So DC said you can't do it, and they left. Yep. Supposedly, it wasn't about um, gay marriage. It was about no superheroes could get married at that time. But I think it was a load of crap. Not even Superman was married at that yeah, point. Yeah, not even Superman was married yeah. at that point. But after that, the the series kind of tanked until Rebirth came along and fixed things. But Maggie Sawyer is a character that was on Supergirl. Um, so I'm hoping that they'll bring Maggie Sawyer over to Batwoman um, because that would be super awesome. Um, my wife's uh, cufflinks at our wedding uh, was a set of Batwoman cufflinks. One had the image of um, Batwoman proposing to Maggie Sawyer, and the other one was her and Renee Montoya. Um, so I, it would be super awesome if we could have a really awesome love interest and lots of smoochies for That's Ruby Rose. That's why I was asking. I knew you were asking for the smoochies. <laughs> I'm like, hey, this show's going to have smoochies, right? It better have So, So Maggie Sawyer is in Supergirl, and mm-hmm. it's so funny because Supergirl's sister on that show is very much a Kate Kane. Yeah. Yeah. She she has like she's military in, training. Like a, yeah, she's in the military and she's got short hair and she's lesbian. And she's dating Maggie Sawyer. Or she did date Maggie Sawyer. So mm-hmm. it was I, I always thought they could make her become Batwoman. It's like she's she's like sixty percent there already. <laughs> 
Except she's not Batman's cousin. Uh, yeah, so so they've said that they're not going to have Batman on the show, which is which is fine by me. They don't they don't yeah. need her. They don't need him. But I'm curious. You can change the origin story. That's fine. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And basically, so this is again. We don't know DC. I love I love the way that these TV shows are are going on because some of them are in parallel universes, right? So technically, Arrow and Flash are in the same universe, but Supergirl is in a parallel universe. But there's a portal that they can use to get to each other. Yeah, they can so go they back and forth. know each other and hang out. Yeah. Yeah, for weddings and crossovers and things like that. But so we don't know where Batwoman is going to exist. But in, in the Arrow and Flash world, Arrow is Batman. Like they took, they literally took his, his everything villains, he's ever went through. His rogues gallery. Yeah. Everything. It's all, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like he was like, you know, like Oliver Queen is already kind of a Bruce Wayne. But they just went all in. He, mm-hmm. like, he is Batman, and uh, on that show. So I wonder. I don't know how they're going to get all of that squared away. I don't know how you're going to do it without Batman. I think the way that they handle Superman and Supergirl is stupid. It's just so <laughs> stupid. They should have him like leave the planet or die or something, because it is <laughs> it is absurd that they're like she texts him, you know, for the first season, and then the second season he shows up twice. Like, well, the she's world more is powerful than him. They even said it in the show. <laughs> yeah, they established that at one moment. But, like, it's it's so stupid that you have someone who can travel, you know, across the country in, like, two seconds. And then there's all these horrible things happening. And he, you know, like, they never, like, there's, like you need to get it, get rid of him. Like, he just shouldn't be there if he's not going to be a, a real character. So the same thing is going to happen with Batman. Is, is she going to be in Gotham? Is she going to be somewhere else? Is Bruce alive in this world? I don't know. I really want her to be on Supergirl's universe we could have two maggie sawyers we could have one version of maggie sawyer with with kate kane in one universe and another with another on the show over here alex needs somebody new alex needs somebody new okay okay all right (laughs) all right (laughs) well i'm excited i'm like super excited like i was i was excited about the idea we saw remember uh during comic-con we saw this uh trailer that showed absolutely nothing but and we got excited <laughs> and we were very excited. the whole day you're like have you seen it yet have you seen it yet yeah and i knew it's like it wasn't like a good trailer but it was still exciting that they they were acknowledging it mm-hmm. and look at that a few weeks later i think i think it's perfect casting i yeah. think it's such good casting oh it's gonna be a big deal it's gonna be a big deal all right so that's it for batwoman and uh we'll be right back with uh media matters If you haven't heard, Geek Therapy is on Patreon. Patreon is a membership platform where you can support some of your favorite creators. Members support this podcast and the entire Geek Therapy network, plus they gain access to exclusive and behind-the-scenes content, including our monthly GT book club. For as little as $1 a month, you can become a member at patreon.com slash geektherapy. Again, to support Geek Therapy directly and become a member with access to exclusive perks, visit patreon.com slash geektherapy. Okay, so... We talked about Batwoman and Supergirl. My first uh, Media Matters show is actually Supergirl. What? They announced that they're going to have the first ever trans superhero on -hmm. TV, and it's going to be on Supergirl, portrayed by a trans actress. Woo! Woo, CW hitting it out of the park. (laughs) Yeah. And that was was before the Batwoman news. Mm -hmm. And that's like, again, like, such a such a big deal like what is queer people playing queer people is how awesome is that unbelievable what year is it 
What's happening? 2018. Now all we need is for those queer characters to not be murdered. Well, hopefully Batwoman isn't murdered. Probably (laughs) Batwoman will be murdered. Hopefully this trans character isn't murdered. I'm, I'm guessing she won't be. Yeah. Again, that's that's super exciting. And then Marvel is saying like, yeah, you know, after Avengers 4, we'll we'll talk about all the diversity that we're going to have. <laughs> but later, not now. And DC's like, here you go. Here's this. Here's this. So, I mean, that's something that, you know, to, to be seen. But I think it's a, I think it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Again, seeing a character that is like you on TV and and is a big deal. But then seeing them as a superhero. You know, and again, not a super villain. It's not like, oh, the first trans super villain. No, no, that's not what we're doing. We're having a hero character. And uh, the actress is also an activist. Uh, she she was in the news for um, uh, taking her, her school to court for not letting her use a, um, a female bathroom. They made her use the faculty bathroom. Yeah, the faculty yeah. bathroom instead. Yeah. And then they ended up changing the laws in that town. Like it was, you know, she's a hero in the real world too so it's it's a big deal very cool all right so that's my first one what do y'all have what do we all have i mean i have i've i mean i have supergirl too not something about behind the scenes stuff but i just i'm catching up and there's been an arc going on that has to do with um kind of like a metaphor for alzheimer's um Hmm. and i thought that was really cool having known uh not my grandparents but uh my wife's grandmother had dementia and there's worries about Alzheimer's in her family watching the portrayal of kind of a different, like they're Martians. They're from a different, it's a Jean Jean's uh, father hmm. going through their equivalent of Alzheimer's, the different stages of having to deal with it, like the denial and the hiding it and trying to figure out how to to manage it on his own and then end of life issues with and with Alzheimer's and trying to John John's trying to figure out how to take care of his father and and be a son and like parent his father is something that people have to go through in life with with their parents as they get older and their grandparents um yeah. so that was pretty cool um definitely some some tears shed in a few episodes but so far so far it's pretty good lauren do you have any i do this week i have been playing overcooked 2 which i super highly recommend it is a uh, cooperative cooking game it's super cute it's got um, really cute art design and this the music is fun and it's it's just a really enjoyable game and the the new one also has online play before it was just couch co-op which I love but it's nice to be able to play with people I don't uh, share couches with <laughs> um, I, I actually I got to play with one of the um, geek therapy fans uh vars shout out to vars it was really fun playing with you uh, if anybody else wants to play with me my my steam name is also chicken dinosaur so be my friend and cook with me so, so what is the media matters part of overcooked um why did you bring it up why did i bring it up because it is a cooperative game which i'm a big fan of i love being able to play with other people and, um, of course, there's something very special about being 
able to play a game with somebody you're sitting next to, which is, um, I've been playing with my housemate. So, um, the, the media matters part of that is that (laughs) cooperation is fun. And also there's a, I don't know, there's a raccoon that's in a wheelchair as one of the playable characters. Yeah. And so that's a representation of a disabled character that can do everything that all of the other characters can do. That's pretty important. I don't know. I just love it. Okay. I love it, okay? And I wanted to talk about it. I thought you, you were going to go me. I thought you were going to go <laughs> raccoon in a wheelchair first. Like, come on. It's a raccoon in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Little cutie. <laughs> he is a real cutie. All right, I'll accept it. Um, <laughs> I have a, I have a video game. So, I haven't played this one, but uh you know, we we talk a lot about how, you know, a lot of this media can can like we we've we've got examples of how, you know, seeing yourself represented is is a big deal, right? Being able to see yourself as a hero on TV, like it it means a lot. And but we've also shown you mentioned the Alzheimer's thing, which is something that like sometimes it's hard to talk about, right? So mm-hmm. you seeing it portrayed on TV can 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 lead to to a bigger conversation. And you know, conversation starters is is one of the things that we've brought up a lot of media as uh, in the past. And so there's a new game called We Happy Few. I don't think it's out for a couple more days. But uh, some of the coverage uh, on it has been interesting because, and and I've had my eye on the game for a while, but it's again, it's about to come out. In this game, everybody in society is forced to take a drug by the government called Joy. And it's supposed to make everybody happy. But sometimes it's like, it's not perfect. So everybody wears a mask where their their faces are smiling just in case. It's a game that I'm really, really, really curious about. I'm curious about the social commentary in there. I'm really curious about if it's trying to say something, because I feel like it's probably trying to say something. It sounds uh, really creepy. It oh, it looks super creepy. <laughs> I saw some of the pictures, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It looks super creepy. But uh, it feels like one of those games that's a real conversation starter. Like, I can just imagine, you know... I've and I've, I mean I've seen this in in sci-fi and I've I've read about stories about you know taking the idea of medication of psychotropic medication to the extreme right well what if everybody took it what if you had to what if you were forced because you know the government wanted everybody to be happy or have no anxiety or what if you could cure everything with a pill and then what if everybody is expected to be happy and you you're still not happy so you wear a mask like in this game there. There's literal, a literal drug called joy that's supposed to provide literal joy, and there are literal masks of people smiling. I think there's some layers there to that to that game. There's a, a lot to dissect. So I've been I've been following that game for a while because um, I like spooky, creepy games, and it seems like that fits the bill. But from my understanding, um, at least some of the intended commentary is related to the idea of social media. And how people put on masks of having happy lives where they, you know, they have fancy foam tops, cappuccinos and and uh, beach vacations and happy relationships. But then it's a mask and that the pressure to maintain your mask online is is something that maybe we need to start discussing on a like societal level because it is really affecting people and affecting the way that we connect to each other. Hmm. So I'm, I'm definitely interested to see more of that game. Yeah. It sounds like a headshots conversation to me. 
we'll, we'll <laughs> for see. sure. We'll see. <laughs> Laura, do you have another? Um, I do. So this announcement happened a couple weeks ago, but I'm just now getting to the the chance to bring it up. Willow Wilson is going to be writing Wonder Woman, which is so important. Very few women have actually written Wonder Woman. In fact, I love Greg Rucka, um, who started writing Wonder Woman for the Rebirth uh, series. His run was amazing. After that, the next writer, I can't remember who it was, I gave it a shot. And then I, because it was on my pull list, I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. And I dropped it from my pull list. Was Rucka after Azarello? Yes. And I okay. stopped reading some of Azarello. Okay. I think. Rucka was the one who wrote it and and made her canonically bisexual. Gotcha. And which and there was no male gaze in it. It was it was really well done. The story got weird and more about her twin brother and less about her and when this new writer came on and I didn't I didn't like it at all. I dropped it. The second I heard that Willa Wilson who basically created Miss Marvel for Marvel was going to be writing Wonder Woman. I was like, I need to go to the comic shop. I don't care if they haven't already done the solicitations for it. I want this book as soon as she starts writing it. Like, I need to let them know because I think it's so important to have a woman writing a female character. Uh, there's only been a few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it'll, it'll be... I mean, if it's anything like her Ms. Marvel writing, which is the only thing I've, I've read of hers, but it's it's so fun, mm-hmm. you know? Like Kamala Khan is, is always, there's that curiosity and that funness to her that uh, Diana, I don't think, has had in a long time, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and maybe she'll bring some of that back. That would be really I good think, to see. I think she does a good job. In Miss Marvel, and I haven't read too much of her other stuff, but I have heard her do readings. She tackles important stuff and deep issues in a way that's easy to kind of tap into. Like we're talking about with the Alzheimer's thing, like it's it's a step away because it's from another planet um, and a different kind of thing. It's not called Alzheimer's. So it, it gives you that little like, that little bit of security and from being a step removed. Um, yeah. And so I think, I think she, she does a good job of being able to do that. Um, so we'll see. I'm, I'm super excited, almost excited as I am for Batwoman. <laughs> almost. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> That's a whole lot. So Laura, since you brought up uh, Alzheimer's again, um, Alzheimer's doesn't only affect very old people, but, uh, no. you know, and I've been watching a show on Netflix called Grace and Frankie. You ever watch this? Nina watches it. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen that. That's okay. a great show. Yeah. So I just learned that uh, Lily Tomlin is 78 and Jane Fonda is 80. What? Yeah. And they are doing like they are living life on that show and they are touching uh, subjects that affect people of their age. Um, but also, although they don't play, their characters aren't that old in the, in the series. I think they're supposed to be in their 60s. But that is, that is uh, it's it's been really interesting to see two older people really, uh, in a show that's really funny, 
but also very serious, touching all sorts of really important topics. But from that perspective, it's not teenagers in high school. It's not young adults. It's people in their 60s and 70s. And We haven't uh, had that since the Golden Girls. Haven't had that since the Golden Girls. I guess. I don't know. I'm sure there, there are other shows. <laughs> I'm, sure but... there ha- I'm sure there has, but... Are you like? Have you watched all of it now? Or no, 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 no. I'm still, okay. I'm still like at the beginning of, of season one. But I am uh, speaking of like conversation starters. It's like so, like the show starts off with their husbands leaving them for each other. Sorry, so the two husbands are like <laughs> right, are, right. Uh, let me see. So it's less confusing. Grace and Frankie each have a husband. The husbands leave Grace and Frankie to go be together. <laughs> right. So it's like. <laughs> Right, so it's it's two older men who who are coming out of the closet in their sixties. How they're handling that, how their kids who are grown up are are dealing with that, and then just all the stuff that Grace and Frankie are going through. Like there was a there was a hip breaking scare recently, right? There's a I don't know. There's there's a lot to to cover in that show that uh that I think is is really great. It's like refreshing to see again from a different perspective and from a perspective that a lot of people are uncomfortable with old age. Yeah, old age. Yeah, people yeah, are yeah. uncomfortable with that. They don't want to get old, and... Parti- particularly old women. Yeah, yeah. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I yeah. don't. I haven't watched it, but whenever it's on, when I'm in the room, I definitely start cracking up at some of the stuff. <laughs> there's there's a lot of good stuff. Yeah, my girlfriend binged it uh recently, so I started watching uh so we could talk about it. And uh yeah, I th- I think that show matters. Mm-hmm. Again, 78 and 80, unbelievable. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did did you see that picture of oh god, and I just totally forgot her name. Not Lily Tomlin, the other one. Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda. Thank you. Uh did you see that from it must have been from the Oscars, the last Oscars. But Jane Fonda posted an Instagram picture of herself all dolled up in a gorgeous dress, full makeup, full hair, ready to go to the awards show. And then a picture from the next morning where <laughs> she's still wearing the dress and her hair is all messed up and she's washed her makeup off. And she's like, I couldn't get the zipper off by myself. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> she's, she, she framed it as like, this is the only reason to need a man. It made me laugh so hard. <laughs> uh, Very good. I'm a fan now. Yeah, she's great. So I mentioned last week uh, Cloak and Dagger, which uh, I'll just mention again briefly now that I think that now that the, the season is done, did you finish uh, watching it, Lauren? Mm-mm. Not okay. yet. So again, like I, I won't spoil um, anything that happens, although I think I kind of spoiled it last time. But, I, uh, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, but uh, <laughs> but uh, it has nothing to do with the story itself. It's just how it's dealt. Like we haven't done a media matter since the show came out, and just the way that the show has handled the issue of race and dealing with police has been. Again, it's been like very in your face. They haven't shied away from it. It's a black family talking about the fears of having a black teenage son in a town where the police have killed black kids in the past, you know, and the dangers of that and just having, you know, like a serious conversation. And even though Tyrone has superpowers, his his parents don't know that. And he's not really like in control of his superpowers to the point where like, uh, like in Luke Cage, Luke Cage is bulletproof. He's just walking around like whatever, you know, like this kid is still trying to figure out how to use his power. So he's still, 
he's still very scared. And uh, I think you mentioned last time, right? The the scene where he he goes into the police station. He just like he basically it seems like he's having a panic attack, right? Like he's he's yeah. he can't deal with it and like the noise and just all the police. So he he runs out of there because he can't deal with the the anxiety of it. I think Freeform uh Freeform is doing some good stuff. Freeform knows how to do some good stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then the last one I'm going to mention, because I think this this one matters uh, also. Because the other ones didn't matter. <laughs> they all matter. They all matter, but this one matters It all too. matters. It all matters. Media matters. Uh, so this one was, uh, do you guys know who uh, Joe Manganiello is? So he was, uh, he's going to be uh, Deathstroke in uh, Justice League. He was at the end of the movie, but um, he was on True Blood. He's Sofia Vergara's husband. He was a Magic mm. Mike. Um, he's like a big guy, right? Uh, and wait, wait, was he the werewolf guy on True Blood? No, not the werewolf. He was the no. Wait, was he a werewolf? <laughs> well, he was the big. Yeah, not the. Cause, yes, the. Were- <laughs> no, wait a minute. He was because there's a How guy that turned into the dog. How often was his shirt off? <laughs> all the time. Yeah, yeah. Okay, him, so him. it's the werewolf. Yeah, the guy. werewolf okay. guy. Right, right. No, because I thought of the other guy who like turned into a dog, or he could turn into different animals. It's like, yeah, he's not a werewolf. Yeah, yeah. Yes, the werewolf guy from True Blood. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So he's been going uh, on a campaign, uh, talking about uh, his basement in his house, which he calls the Gary Gygax Memorial um, Room. So basically, he's a a D and D nut. And he he loves it so much. I think he started like a clothing line that's like uh, related to to D and D. And he was on the Colbert show, and Colbert made a comment like like uh, you and Sofia Vergara like uh, I think he said weaponized levels of sexiness is what he what he called them. <laughs> Um, like, or like weapon grade sexy, I think is what he said. And, uh, and he said, but one thing that might, uh, be a turnoff for a lot of people is that you really like Dungeons and Dragons. And he said it jokingly. And then they all just, they both just geeked out for the rest of the segment. Like that's all they did. They actually threw down some dice at the end. It was, it was great to watch, but I don't know. I think it was, it's, it's cool that even though um, we are definitely living in an age now where like it's cool to be a nerd and like anybody can be a nerd, but like to have someone like him waving the flag for D and D, I think is pretty cool. And actually, the D and D YouTube channel D and D Beyond has been interviewing a lot of actors and and celebrities who love D and D and are talking about how they they like it. So in a way, it's like normalizing this thing that for so many years has been the nerdiest, geekiest possible thing that you could do. I think it's pretty cool. It's very cool. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh, I thought of another media matters. Um, we finished uh, the like preliminary analysis of the Black Panther research data that mm-hmm. I've been working on with my school, and we did we did get support for our our hypothesis that um, uh, black youths exhibit more um, empowerment and ethnic identity after watching Black Panther. So that that's really cool. Um, I'll I'll probably talk to you guys about that more. As we do more data analysis, but it's very exciting. Yay! But wait, the theory is that black youth feel more empowered after watching Black Panther. That the 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 hypothesis is that um, you know we have this whole section about media matters is that seeing representation 
of black people being super powered and smart and sexy and powerful and agents of good and not like evil thugs or what have you um it is empowering to you know to people who identify uh as the same ethnicity and we've got support for that but like not compared to another group or just like in general so so we we studied um students uh like like teens and um it was uh a youth group whose name I can't remember off of the top of my head. It's an acronym. It's called LEAD, but I don't remember what all of that is. Uh, leadership, Education, and Development. I don't, I'm not sure if that's right. <laughs> uh, anyways, it's, it's a program that's um, intended to be for uh, people of color, students of color, um, to... Get, gain leadership skills and, and community and all that. But um, it's I, I think it's something like 40 or 50 percent black. And then the rest is, is sort of a mix of, of Latinx and, and indigenous and Asian and, and then, you know, a handful of white people. Um, but bla- the black kids uh, showed the highest amount uh, of impact from watching the movie, which is sort of what we were looking for. It was really cool. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that is really cool. Man, it just crossed 700 million in the US, which is apparently the third movie to ever do that. Yeah. It's hot shit, dude. <laughs> it was still deal. in the theaters when it came out on Blu-ray. Like, yeah. 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 I think Marvel pushed it tried to get that milestone, so they left it in theaters or they they pushed to like keep it in theaters. But that that was great cuz people could keep going to see it in theaters yeah. cuz that's probably the best way to watch that movie. Yeah. Most so movies. good. Yeah. Yeah. Most movies. <laughs> Most movies. You have a sweet TV, though. I, I do have a sweet TV. I do not. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that's all we got for, for Media Matters. That was a lot. We're like made up for, for lost time. Mm-hmm. So let's do a quick geek therapy segment where we talk about something that in the past week either made us feel really good or helped us get through something difficult. Does anybody have a geek therapy thing from this week? I do. So this week, my life was like up and down and there was all kinds of craziness going on around me and there were some good times, but I needed to take a break from all of it. So I caved into some peer pressure because Josue had been talking about Octopath Traveler a lot. You like the JRPGs? I thought you I, would I do, like this I do, one. and I I really do like it. And um, you had tried to get me to download the demo, and we couldn't figure it out, and it was weird. And then while I was on my trip, I found out I could download the demo, so I did that. And then when my time ran out, I was like, "Oh, I gotta buy it!" <laughs> so I bought it, <laughs> um, and it's been really cool. Um, the way that it's set up is pretty easy to like get in and out. Like if I need to just take like a like a half hour break or something, or even fifteen or twenty minutes, I can do some stuff, save. There's a lot of save points, and just kind of recharge and get my mind off of things that are going on. And then the stories are like I so far there's no like big like usually in a, in a JRPG you have this big overarching like evil thing that you have to fight so far it's just really personal like stories and it's been cool picking up the different um characters along the way who'd you start as 
uh, Hanit. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I've picked up Therion and Alfin. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. I started with Alfin. Yeah, the healer. His yeah. I like his story so far. It's cool. Cool, cool. Yeah, I, th- I thought you could use some JRPG medicine. You know, I'm, it's, I'm glad it's it worked good. out. Yeah, it's yeah. Good. That battle system, ooh, so good. I know. I like. I told you, I I picked up Bravely Default because it was beautiful, and I didn't play that much of it. I, I couldn't get into the battle system. This this is this is good battle system. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lauren, do you have anything? Oh, I'm gonna say overcooked too again. <laughs> just gonna use it for all the segments. Look, for every segment, I just love overcooked too. Um no, uh I've been watching this show, um an anime called Hunter Hunter or Hunter X Hunter, depending on how you wanna read the X in the title. <laughs> It's pretty cool. I'm enjoying it. It's uh, a story about these group of of kids and teens who are trying out to become hunters, which from what I've pieced together is basically a license to kill. Okay. (laughs) Uh, But they're doing like they're going through a series of challenges where they're competing against each other or um, trying to, you know, be one of the few who gets through a, a challenge or what have you. But um, there's there's a lot of themes about uh, the power of teamwork, which I really, I really love, especially in an anime when there's so many characters that are just unbelievably super powered. But then it's like, yeah, sure, you're super duper powerful, but you know what makes you more powerful? Friendship and love. That's right. Teamwork, mutual respect. Who doesn't care about that? It's very important. <laughs> and I, I'm really enjoying it. Plus, it's got some pretty cute monster design, and I'm always into that. Are you watching it subbed or dubbed? I am watching it subbed. Okay. Where? That, that's On a good what? answer. That's a good On answer. Crunchyroll? Crunchyroll? Okay. Okay. I I'm, I watch my anime dubbed. Don't hate me. Don't yuck my I, yum. Don't yuck I, my yum. I, I, Nobody. It's okay. I'm I didn't not, say the other was a bad answer. I, yeah. <laughs> but I that's, might still judge you a little bit, but... I no no judgment as far as the choice goes, um, because they're you know people like to multitask, and uh, if you don't understand Japanese, putting on English English dubs is good. But it's just a different experience. (laughs) Also, sometimes the dubs are terrible, exactly, and the voice actors are bad. Also, Um, you don't know that the Japanese one is any better. I don't. I'm not saying no, no, no. That was that was a purely like broad (laughs) statement. I don't know anything about specifically hunter x hunters uh dub i'm thinking more of like playing uh breath of the wild and really really hating the english uh zelda voice every time it's the blood moon and as soon as they allowed you to switch it to japanese i did i was like this is so much better i switched it to spanish that's nice yeah they had a bunch of languages they did they did yep so uh when when on the slack i asked if there were any ideas for a topic this week, Lauren, you just said video games. So, <laughs> uh, so that's kind of my response for Geek Therapy. Uh, this week we had a Nintendo Direct for Smash, Smash Brothers, and it was so good. It was like another just twenty-five minutes of this is a dream project, right? This is we're just throwing everything in there. They were like, "You like Castlevania? We're putting two characters in. You like Castlevania music? We're putting thirty-four tracks into the game." It's like what why why would you do that? There's no reason for them to do that other than they like they just love 
games. And they just, they kept adding <laughs> characters. Right, last time was like, everyone's here. And they stopped at 67. And in this episode, in, in this direct, I don't even know, like, I guess, I guess King K. Rule and the Belmonts. And I guess, I guess it's only three that yeah. they added technically. Uh, no, because Crumb is a Neko fighter, I think. So it's actually two and, yeah, so it's like technically it's only two, but then they were like, and we're going to add more characters. Stay tuned. It's like, what? How is this possible? How can they possibly still add more things to that? Those little teeny tiny, uh, switch cards. It's, um, it is, it was, it was so good. I was so happy, uh, watching that. And then the next day we get the Red Dead, uh, reveal, which like, I can't, oh man, that game, that game can't come soon enough. I'm, I'm like, so my geek therapy this week has been, uh, just a video game hype. Yeah, oh, not man. even video games. Just, just the hype. hype. Just the hype. <laughs> oh, Yay. love that hype. Oh, man. Love that hype. Did either of you see the Red Dead thing? Not yet, mm-hmm. but I'm really oh, excited about that it's game. It's so good. It looks so good. It's oh, There's like a morality system in there, but it's like Ugh. different. It's like, oh, it's like. I'm interested know. to see how that works out. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how much of a system there is, but there's definitely uh, options. Yeah, right. It's like uh, for different scenarios. I love like there's a guy hanging from a cliff, Lara, and you see the options is like, do you want to uh, like kill him or save him? <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, whoa! Like I kind of want to see both of these take, play out. That's like, what taking are you gonna me do? to to a way out. <laughs> to yeah, yeah, exactly. That. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man, good stuff. Okay, so that's it for this week's episode of GT Radio. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions for us, you can send them to the question queue at geektherapy.com slash QQ. Uh, check out our Twitch streams at twitch.tv slash geektherapy. Join our Discord server at geektherapy.com slash Discord. Our Facebook group is always a fun place to be. Um, and we're always on Twitter uh, at geektherapy. And also on Twitter, I am at Josue Cardona. Lauren is at Chicken Dinosaur. Lara is at Geek Therapist. Ali's not here, but he is at Ali Matu. Definitely check out uh, stuff on social media related to the network by looking for hashtag GT Network. And remember, geek out, do good, and we'll be back next week. Woo! You've just listened to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. For more about Geek Therapy and all of our podcasts, visit geektherapy.com. And for extra content, including our monthly book club and other perks, consider becoming a member of Geek Therapy on Patreon for as little as $1 a month at patreon.com slash geektherapy.